Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. Don't, don't, don't forget the point of this message. Don't for, forget the point of this night. This cross is going to be here the whole time that I'm speaking. And it's a reminder to you as we've been talking about being free, as we've been talking about giving up some things to, to God and laying them at his feet. What, what a perfect night to, to visually see. This doesn't save you, but this is a practice as believers, we need to continually bring those things that are burdening, burdening us, bring those difficulties that we have in our life to the foot of the cross, foot of Jesus. And so before I even preach tonight, let me pray. Let me pray that for some of you guys who are still holding on to that rock, that you don't have to do it right now. But you have an opportunity to. Make a personal decision to, to continue to, to, to lay those things at Jesus' feet. Dear God, we love you. God, we, we sang worship unto you because you're worthy of it. Lord, we thank you for the fact that you receive our worship, that you delight to hear from us, that you care about us, that you care about the things that are burdening us, and that you're willing and ready to receive whatever we're holding in our hand. I think of that illustration where where the kid is holding something in his hand and God wants to give them something else, and that might be us tonight. Maybe God is waiting to give you something better as soon as you're ready to give up that very thing that you're afraid to give up tonight. Lord, we know that you love us, and, and we talked about it this week, but God, I pray that you would help us. Pray that you would help us as we uh, continue on, on, on a night like this and, and prepare maybe even uh, for the rest of the week as we head out our own ways, Lord, that tonight would be a night that we remember that we gave some things, that we made some decisions to, to be changed here. So, Lord, we love you. We thank you and praise you. In your precious and holy name, amen and amen. Hey, my mic might go in and out a little bit tonight. Hopefully you guys uh, can be uh, bear with me and, and be patient with that. Um, but listen, I have had a blast with you guys. Can you guys give yourself a round of applause? You guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. Uh, some of you guys tore me up in uh, Gaga Ball. That's not my thing. Uh, I struggled. All right. Um, I was a little better in nine square. Uh, yeah, you beat me in Gaga Ball pretty bad. Yeah, it was him. And um, in basketball, let's not talk about basketball. I'm just kidding. But we had a great time. And um, I truly believe that, that many of you guys who came here, who uh, took the messages seriously, who reflected on some of the things that were shared and, and spent some time with their counsel, I truly believe I remember the moments that I was at camp. Uh, I remember the times that I spent there. And I truly believe that they'll impact you uh, for the rest of your life. We talked about the cost of freedom. We talked about the ransom. Uh, Jesus offering himself up as this sacrifice, saying, I'll take whatever they uh, deserve. I'll be the substitute for them. Hey, I want them to experience freedom. I want their relationship to be restored. Hey, I don't want them to be separated forever from you, Father. I want them to be with you in heaven. 
We, we realize that it was only Jesus' blood that can cleanse our sins. And so I wore that, that dirty white tee with all types of sin on it because that's the reality of, of our lives if we're not bringing them to Jesus' feet, if, if we haven't been washed in the blood, if we haven't accepted what he did on the cross for us. And so the Bible says that it's better to give than to receive. And so the message that I'm going to share tonight is, is about you guys. It's about you uh, going back and, and turning around and giving others what you've received, what you've heard. We're, we're, we're talking about freedom, but the truth is, is that we have the freedom to serve. Because of what Jesus has done for us, he wants us to turn around and to tell others to do the same. The Bible says, and do likewise. He wants you to, to turn around and, and to share with someone else about the freedom that can only come through the Lord Jesus Christ. So as we get started, that verse that I started the week off with uh, is Galatians 5.13. We see that that last part is highlighted because we understand that we were called to freedom. God has a purpose for your life. And he says, hey, hey, listen, don't take this opportunity. Don't take the freedom that you've been given to fulfill the, the lust that you have. Don't, don't walk in your sins. Don't, don't use the freedom that I've given you and misuse it to do all the, the sin and the things that I've tried to keep you from. He says, contrary, but through love, serve one another. You see, the motive of our service is love. The Bible says that, that we even know what love is because God manifested. God showed us what, what true love is. God sacrificed of himself. The Bible says that he initiated it. We, we love him because he first loved us. It goes even further by saying that while we were yet sinners, while we were his enemies, he loved us and sacrificed of himself. Listen, it's, it's hard for a person to, to, to be, I mean, for some of you guys, you know how it is. It's hard to, to, to be nice to your siblings sometimes. They get on your nerves. But an enemy? Someone that I, that I don't like? To love them? That's what God is telling us to do. God is, God is telling you, that through our love, we're, we're to serve one another. And that means that there are going to be people who don't even care about their relationship with God, and he wants you to care for them. He wants you to care enough to share with them that because of their sin, they're going to be separated from God. That Jesus is the only way that they can go to heaven. That Jesus is the only way that the relationship with God can be restored. He, he wants you to, 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 to show that love, not expecting anything in return. That's what we learn about Jesus. There was nothing that we could do to earn salvation. And so sometimes going out of your way, whether or not you feel like someone's going to look at you weird or maybe they might not receive it. God is saying because of the love that he's extended towards you in your condition, and he wants you to share with others that same love so that they can experience it. Because the love that God shows is different than the love that the world knows. And because you've experienced it now, he's saying, hey, through love, serve one another. You see, um, I love this passage. This passage in Hebrews uses the word provoke. It says, and let us consider one another to provoke. Everybody say provoke. 
provoke unto love and good works. Provoke means to uh, entice you, to, to pull out this desire in you to love and to serve people. Can I, can I be honest with you right now? 100, or I'm going to be honest with you right now. You know your camp directors? You know the, the camp directors in here? You know that they didn't do this job to become rich? You know this isn't buku bucks, like they're not going to be, they're going to be like, you know, I got the money. They, you know they didn't do this, this task? They didn't work in, in, in camp ministry for money? You know that there are other jobs that they could work but because they want to provoke, they, they want you to, to, to pull out this desire in your life so that you would love God, so that you would realize the type of love that he has for you, that you would be impacted by it, that you would, that, that you would realize the, the, the purpose and the potential that God has for your life. And so not only do you remember the camp counselor, but but now the next time they see you, you're able to share with them what God is doing in your life. I promise you, if you talk to a camp counselor, there's a number of things that they could do, but they're here to impact you. That's a perfect example of us saying that, hey, God, I want to serve. Hey, I want to love on others just as you loved me. But the truth is, is that God wants some teenagers in, in here. Whether or not you want to be a camp counselor, uh, when, you know, when you're done with this or, or not, God wants some teenagers in here that are willing to go and talk to their friends. To go and, and, and see their friends who are struggling, depressed, friends who are struggling with sin, struggling uh, with what the world is saying about them. And he wants you to run to their side and say, hey, listen, this is what Jesus thinks about you. Don't believe those lies. Don't believe what they're saying. Hey, I'm, I'm here. We're here. The motivation of this service that God is calling us to is love, and we can only pour out that love if we realize what God has done for us. That's why remembering the gospel and what that means for us daily is going to motivate you. Uh, the, Paul says that it constrains me, that it, it motivates me, that it makes me, it, it stops me from holding the truth to myself because I know other people need it. And so if you see someone hurting, realize that, that God left heaven for you, that God put on flesh for you, that God sacrificed so much in order to meet your need, and God wants to do the same with you. He wants some teenagers that are going to point others to him. He wants some, some, some teenagers who are going to help them, their friends, those around them, to experience freedom. I pray that that's your desire. I pray that, that as you uh, serve, that you understand that the freedom that we have to serve, that you would do it through love, but, but also that you would do it with grace. The Bible says in Titus 2.14, excuse me, there we go. Ephesians 4.17, it says, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure, the gift of grace. You see, many of us are saying, man, God wants me to, to serve and I know he wants me to, to share uh, my faith. I, I know that he wants me to, to tell others what he's done for me, but the Bible says that 
He equips you. In other words, I'm, I'm using a, a, another word. That God gives you gifts. He uh, gives you the strength. He gives you the ability to serve others supernaturally. Let me, let me share this with you. So many of us, we look at the stage and we're like, man, I can't sing. Or we look at the speaker and we're like, man, I can't speak. But God in creation has designed you and anything with a design has a purpose. If you're an orange, God wants you to be the best orange out there. Make great orange juice, baby. If you're an apple, what are we making? I was going to say apple juice, but I like applesauce as well. Come on now. The truth is, is that sometimes we're, we're comparing apples to, to oranges and God says, hey, listen, I've created you with this personality and I've given you this passion and I've created you with this wiring. And so I have a place for you. Sometimes we're trying to compare with other people, and it might not be on the stage. It might be that, that friendly, optimistic personality that you have, that when someone is struggling and doesn't want to walk through a church door, you're the greeter. And so whatever they've been struggling with, they feel welcome, they feel accepted, and so now they're ready to listen and to hear what the speaker has to say. Some of you guys aren't aware that there's a place for you, that, that God ultimately, as a pastor, I understand that God wants to use a church. So if you don't have a church, hey, if you do have a church, the opportunity God is giving you is, is to serve in your church. But realize that God has uniquely gifted you. He, has, you, he understands your wiring and he has a place to use you in the church and as you've heard about what he's done, and if you heard about the importance of freedom and that we're called to it, God says, hey, listen, I want to use you. Something as simple. I share this all the time because you're like, man, what can I do? I've seen teenagers serve in a nursery, just being able to, to watch and to, to help a mother who is distracted because uh, her kid is, is talking and, and whining in a service. I've seen uh, adults get saved because they were able to hear a message simply because someone was willing to, to serve them by watching and care for their child. Listen, God has uniquely gifted you. He has graciously gifted you. He's saying, hey, listen, I'm calling you to serve others. I'm calling you to, to love others. And I'm not just going to have you go out there by yourself. Hey, listen, I know how you're designed and I've uniquely gifted you so that you can impact others if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. You see, God wants us to, to serve others through love. He, he, he's equipped us. He's, he's gifted you and he wants you to, to serve others with grace so that they can experience freedom. Two passages. This is Jesus who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. That, that verse is talking about the fact that Jesus' death was to, to cleanse us from all of our sins, purify us through his blood, that we are a unique people, that we're set apart for 
him, following him, serving him, and that we are zealous, that we're excited, that we're motivated, that we realize our purpose and we want to move towards other people hearing and being a part of what's going on. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. You see, when we talked about freedom, we we talked about the fact that, that we are free to be. When we realized that we were born sinners, that we were characterized by children of darkness, children of disobedience, the Bible says that when you place your faith in Jesus, you have a new identity and they can call you a child of God. When you are free from sin, when you're free from these shackles, now you're free to do what God has designed you and gifted you to do. We talked about the fact that that rules and, and responsibilities, that those things weren't the things that were in our way to experience freedom. But when you realize the purpose, you'll begin to set your own boundaries so that you don't go back into the very things that were tempting you. The very things, the sins that so easily beset us. So the Bible says that if we have a relationship with Christ, that, that we have been freed from sin, the penalty of it. And that as we continue to, to walk in our relationship with him, that we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. And as we hear the word and we apply the word and we uh, continue to, to give up some things and, and give up another rock and lay it at his feet and, and give up another rock and lay it at his feet, that God will begin to free you from some things, and move you toward greater things. You see, for you guys today, you've heard a lot. But God is going to ask you, what are you willing to give up to me? I am applauding those of you who took the time today to say, hey, listen, I'm not going to hold on to this any longer. Hey, listen, I have put it in my mind. I've placed it in my hand, and I'm laying it at your feet. Once again, this is not saving you, but you're saying, hey, I'm aware that there are some things that I need to give to God because they're holding me back. They're weighing me down. The Bible says anyone who's a a sprinter is not going to carry something, carry weight that's going to slow them down on the race. No, they're going to let those things go because they're going somewhere. And I believe that you guys are going somewhere. I truly believe that everyone in here, that God has a purpose and a plan for your life. But for you guys to help others experience freedom, for you guys to to love others in service, to, to serve with grace, you have to continuously practice in your own life giving over these things to God. What boundaries are you going to set in your own life so that you don't give in to temptations when you go back? 
What, what things are you, uh, what situations are you going to stay away from? What, what people are you going to tell that the decisions that you made in your life so that you can be accountable, so that you can move forward and not take steps back? That's what happened when you realized that the things that God were doing for you in the garden wasn't to keep you from good things, but to protect you from the bad things. And so now when you understand that you've been made free, you're going to say, hey, listen, I'm going to put some things up so that I can enjoy fellowship with God, so I can enjoy worshiping God, so I can enjoy how God created me. So I'm not ashamed of how God created me, naked and all. They were happy in the garden, but until sin, until shame, You bow your heads and close your eyes. I'll tell you over and over and over again that God loves you. The point of me being here was to help you to value freedom enough that you would pursue a relationship with Jesus, that you would seek some accountability, that you would be willing to give up some of those things in your life that you know are holding you back. So that with the same freedom that you have experienced this week in this space, that you would go back home changed a little bit. So that maybe a a family member or a friend or, or someone back home who sees you notices something and they ask you, hey, what's, what's going on? What is going on? Hey, listen, I'm going to close in a word of prayer, but I want you guys, before I pray, just take some time to talk to God. Thank God for sending Jesus to die on the cross for your sin. Thank God for for creating you with with purpose and and pray that he would help you to to leave here, to to be a person that could help someone else experience freedom, to be a a person that, that would find a place to serve others so that they could too experience the freedom that is only found in Jesus. Take 30 seconds if you will. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. Lord, I thank you for every teen that is here tonight. I thank you for every opportunity that you've given a counselor, every opportunity that you've given a camp director to pour into the teenagers that are here tonight. Lord, none of it was in vain. None of it is ever in vain. And I pray, God, that those who are hurting would seek help. I pray that that those who don't feel like there's a place for them to use the gifts and the passions that you've given them, that you would help them find it. I pray that you would help them lead others to Jesus. Not for, for attention, not for anything else, but loving someone enough that they wouldn't go to hell. God, I thank you for the privilege of having this week with these teens tonight. 
I pray in your holy, in your precious name. And all God's people said, amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Life After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.